0: Welcome to the Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend. A good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is the official Season 5 announcement. Uh, well, not announcement, but episode. I'm going to dive into the patch notes. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, I want to make sure you guys know about my feelings on the season pass. The uh, cannon rowboats, burying stuff, uh, fireworks, flares sitting around all that good stuff and more so let's get into it but before we get into any of that of course i have to thank the patrons they are the ones that are supporting the podcast just like you can if you head over to patreon.com forward slash kill podcast so thank you to chateau Neuf. Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davrum TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Ross Belt Kid, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy Super Pack, Fergatron, Neon, Roosky Doo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, who's new, thank you Thor, and Windsor Chris, and of course, ZamWow, my destiny buddy. Thank you all so much for your support. It really means the world to me. I love spending time with you guys for the Gold Hoarder episodes. Those are open to any of the Gold Hoarders that are on the Patreon. You can always join up uh, for those episodes if you have some feelings, some thoughts on on of or you just want to chat with me about what's going on in there. I love hearing from you guys and i love the support that you're giving to me it means the world especially to those of you who have upped the pledge or have uh, increased it or have just continued for long periods of time i really love it so thank you guys i appreciate it thank you so much so season five is upon us this is essentially a shrouded spoils-esque type of update if you're not familiar, Back in the first year when Sea of Thieves was first coming out, we had three main updates. We had uh, the Hungering one, we had... Uh, Curse sales and we had uh, Forsaken Shores. All of those brought pretty big changes to the world. And Shrouded Spoils was a really interesting update because it was at a point where they had to push back Arena and they were working on Tall Tales for Anniversary update. So, with those two things kind of looming, they needed something to do in the meantime. And they came out with Shrouded Spoils, which was effectively a kind of tools not rules update where they brought in a lot of stuff that changed the the landscape of the game i believe that was when we actually got a uh, barrel 2.0 system if i recall correctly uh i i know that they had uh all of the Different Megalodons that came in with that We had roaming skeleton ships come in with that We essentially got a lot more life To Sea of Thieves And if you listened to last week's episode With Mike Chapman Again, thank you for coming on For that very special 200th episode Uh, This being episode 201 It's time to dive into this And we are getting yet again What feels like another Shrouded Spoils update It is a quality of life update They're bringing in a lot of things That are going to enrich the, The natural world of Sea of Thieves and has brought a lot of interesting things that may on the surface not make sense, but could be things that are leading towards uh things in the future, things that could could be kind of playing around with what's going to happen with Sea of Thieves. Um, right off the bat, I wanted to talk about buried treasures. This is kind of the the big thing that comes in with uh this update. I would say that maybe uh, fireworks are are next after that, but Speaking to buried treasure, you can now actually use your shovel to have the, uh, secondary action, which a lot of the equipment in the Sea of Thieves does have secondary actions. Um, they don't always, and they, when they do bring one in, they try to, to fit it in with a narrative. So we're pirates. Um, In this fantasy world, in this Bermuda-esque triangle, uh, Triangle Bermuda-triangle-esque style of world that is locked away from the rest of the world. And if you can find your way in, you're now inside this magical place where piracy never died, is something that Mike uh, always likes to talk about. And now we can actually go through and bury treasure. And you may be wondering, well, that doesn't make sense. We've never buried treasure. We've never wanted to give up treasure, especially during the upcoming event that starts tomorrow why would we want to uh you know bury treasure and it really does come down to role play uh playing the the part of a pirate d- depending on how you want to be what type of pirate you are or just how you're feeling we can now actually go around and bury treasure. There's a bunch of commendations that are in the Buildrad Adventures that can uh, take you through what some of the things you'll have to do, whether it's either stealing map bundles, which I'll talk about in a sec, uh, burying treasure, posting those maps, burying Athena loot, digging up uh, stuff from other people. All of those things are tied into uh, giving you cosmetics for the party boat, which I'll get into later. But right off the bat, Having the ability to actually bury treasure and get maps made, I think is really unique to Sea of Thieves and to games in general. I don't know of any other piratey game where you would actually do this. So you can actually craft your own story. You can craft your own riddles. You can uh, take treasure that you find. And if you don't plan on on using it, you can bury it and dig it up later. Or you can put it there for safekeeping. Or if it's going to be uh, a a risk, then you can take something like a, a mega keg and you can bury it. And when you've done that, what it does is it actually creates an X marks the spot style map. showing the location of your buried treasure. Now, if you've been playing, you know all about this. This is all just covering it for the people that may not be playing currently. So thanks to these maps, you are now given a map bundle. It's a rolled up bunch of maps that sits on your captain's table on your respective ship. That can be stolen. Are are you really going to the bathroom now, cat? You're really going to... Hold on. One of the cats decided now would be the perfect time to go to the bathroom. You can't hear it, hopefully. But if you can, I apologize. Very rude. All right, I'm back. I decided to take a moment. Went and got some mint chocolate chip ice cream not snacking on that while I talk about what were we talking about we were talking about map bundles so now you get a map bundle with everything that you've dug on your quest radial as well as a physical item that is on your captain's table that item is a commendation that you can steal and then dig up uh on your stuff you can put it on your captain's table there's a lot of commendations kind of working around trying to uh do stuff that involves stealing stuff and burying treasure for others as well as as opposed to Uh, doing stuff that's in an alliance there's been a lot of criticism that i've heard recently maybe maybe anecdotally that a lot of the stuff that has been coming into the sea thieves with uh, events and updates and stuff is stuff that requires you to work with an alliance Uh, This is one of the few updates where it feels like you can do that, but it is very much disconnected with the design of burying treasure. I've seen some really good uh, maps out there. I've seen some really bad maps out there. There's definitely a, a sect of people that like to kind of play the role of being a pirate to bury your treasure, kind of spread it out, maybe make a shape out of it, really try to play around with that. And then I've also seen a bunch of crates, empty crates or you know, empty storage crates and uh, cages and stuff buried in one spot on part of a beach and stuff because they just want people to dig it up. Uh, but I, I, would, I would kind of, I would tell people if I can, if you're listening to this, give yourself the feeling that you want to get when you go out for one of these things if you want to find good treasure when you dig it up and you don't want to just be like another storage crate thank you for the empty wood crate put something good in there put something and i would argue that wood crates are actually very hard to find so those are actually probably probably a good thing to actually grab because you could actually turn that in if you happen to find a bottle quest for it very hard merchant quest to complete but if you if you want something good put something good out there you know it, it's it's just kind of the the idea of Ramsey took all of his treasure everything that we find in the world that is a chest is something that was crafted by ramses with the exception of probably the chest of rage i think that's maybe the one chest that i can think of offhand that wasn't crafted by ramses crew uh with mercia they went and they put all, all their treasure out in the world and we've been digging it up and taking it and moving it around and all that good jazz and the gold gold hoarders have been emptying it giving the gold and then putting it back out there and putting more gold into it and digging stuff it's a whole cycle and we've never been part of that cycle until now that's what's so cool about this we finally have the full circle completion of being a pirate the treasure island the idea of having a a, a, a a ship's worth of treasure and then burying it and then killing your crewmates with a keg and then taking that map and stowing it away forever only to be have it be stolen and uh, have that information passed on to another crew so that they can go out and try and find your treasure only to find out that they are going to be killed because their crew is also mutinous and kegs each other it's treasure island folks it doesn't have to be grab every piece of treasure and turn it in because gpm is an issue uh or you're a pirate and you gotta sink it and you take take what you can give nothing back i know there's that's the jack sparrow idea and stuff um but it's it's core essential to the fantasy of a pirate not necessarily what actual pirates did actual pirates probably didn't really you know some of them lived good most of them didn't live good we we live good for the most part you know we we don't die we have magical healing fruit. You know, we have weapons that are r- as accurate as possible. We have megalodons and krakens and, you know, fantastical creatures out there and we're fighting undead. It's it's a fantasy. We have to accept this is a video game. We're going to be playing it. If you're upset about burying treasure, taking away from the idea of being a pirate, you're not looking at the whole pirate life. And that's the point. You got to look at the whole pirate life. So I love this. I think it's awesome. I've had so much fun getting treasure, especially when I'm just running out solo and I don't necessarily need the gold. Like my idea right now, my feeling right now is I don't care about gold. I've got a couple million in the bank. If something pops up on the, on the, uh, one of the stores that I want to purchase, I don't have all the Dark Adventurer stuff. I don't need the Dark Adventurer stuff. The Dark Adventurer stuff was there as a gold sink. I didn't have a whole lot of gold, so I didn't really need to sink it into that. So when something comes out, I still have enough gold to play around with to live comfortably as a pirate. So I've been having a blast. I've been going out. I've been getting loot i've been doing events with folks we've been burying the treasure uh i got the commendation for stealing someone's map bundle while they were working on they, they, they were literally harpooning their loot up from a shrine i snuck onto their ship i slept in their bed i noticed they had a map bundle so i grabbed that took their rowboat, and as they sailed off just rode my way back to my ship it was great it was amazing. It was like way better than I'm gonna tuck on this boat and then I'm gonna kill them and then I'm gonna set their ship on fire, ram it into a rock and then sink them. That's cool. I didn't need to. I didn't need to prove anything to anyone that I could do it. I know I've done that. But being able to get on their ship, sleep in their bed, have them not realize the snoring body downstairs is is like in their own bed. I'm probably probably soiled their sheets. Not gonna lie. That probably my pirate probably did that. But then I stole their map bundle and hijacked their robo. What a, what a crazy piratey thing to be able to do. It's so fun to have moments like that where I didn't kill them. I didn't sink their ship, but I got away with something and they never knew about it. And that's fun for me. That that right there is it's a sense of adventure. Something something they're going to get to the outpost and look down and be like, wait a minute, where the where the map where, where'd my maps go? I had all these maps that I buried and they did. They did have some maps buried, uh, some stuff buried, and it was pretty good stuff, actually. So I love that they're doing that. And the commendations are supporting that. So they've done a really good job of implementing, to me at least, buried treasure and stealing treasure maps. And you may be wondering, well, how does this all kind of work if you don't go around stealing other people's map bundles? How do I get their treasure? And that's where the quest board came in. Now, this was something that was an idea that was kind of circling around the kind community probably about six to eight months ago. And I don't know how long they've had this idea or how long they've wanted to have this idea, but we now have quest boards on every outpost and sea post. It's not just the outposts. It's also the sea posts, plenty of opportunity for you to go over there. Your ship doesn't have to be in range. One person just has to be able to post, uh, the, the maps that you've made or take maps from the ma- from the actual quest boat board, bleh, uh, to be able to grab those. And the nice thing is, is that the commendations, while you post, Uh, the the map for something that you buried everyone in your crew gets credit for that turn in for the commendation so chef's kiss thank you for considering that the only thing I can think of that was kind of a pain point is uh, lighting another ship on fire with a firework that's the one where I'm like okay I guess that one can be an individual one because otherwise they're just going to have a whole bunch of people cycling in totally understand it Um, But with the quest board, it's a great opportunity for you to grab a small voyage that is crafted from NPCs. Uh, There's a lot of uh, NPC generated maps that are a few digs on an island close by. Essentially what they wanted to do with the actual messages in a bottle. When those came in, the the idea of those was we wanted to give players, uh, and I speak for we as, as Rare, Rare wanted to give players an opportunity to have a voyage that wasn't tied to uh, buying a voyage and then placing it down and voting for it. It was something you picked up and you went out, you did it really quickly, and it was just a short adventure. And they killed it with this quest board. I can grab any of the quests that are on this quest board that are generated by NPCs. And if you can't tell, they have very piratey names. It looks like most of the names that are part of the devs. A lot of those are just real close, couple digs. You can bury them if you want, or you can turn them in real quick. And I like that because I I did actually spend a, a couple nights testing whether or not if I went and grabbed one of those, how long would it take for me to go and do a couple of them? And if I wasn't messing around with Megalodons and stuff, it probably would have taken me an hour. But because I was, you know, getting sidetracked, as Sea of Thieves is so good at doing, I ended up taking a couple hours and ended up staying really up really, really late just to get this test done. And I got a fair amount of loot out of it. It wasn't it was an amazing loot, but it was definitely decent loot. And for being able to jump on... Not have to raise an emissary, not have to buy a voyage, not have to to sail around to a bunch of different islands, just real quick in and out. It was great. It was perfect. And if I was worried about you know losing that treasure. One of the nice things was is that I could have always taken the opportunity to uh, bury that treasure, have the map bundle, and either leave the map bundle on the outpost for someone to get the quote unquote stolen credit for that, or I could have posted it up on any of the on any of the quest boards around the world and had someone work on those. So to kind of talk a little bit about the quest board maps. How do those work if you're actually posting them? Well, first off, don't take the map bundle off of your captain's table. Go over to the quest board with the the map bundle actually on your captain's table, and you can access all of the, the maps that you've generated from burying treasure. You can post them up if the server dies, if you server merge, if no one ever grabs them you still earn a small amount of the reputation and renown that you would have gotten had someone done those so you're not losing out on that and thank you to uh andy preston who uh, clarified that on twitter this last week that was something that was in the question of of people's mind is, is like if i if I do all this work, is, is it going to be all for naught if the server dies? And the answer is no. You you still get the rep and the renown. You don't get any gold from anything that you bury. You're you are forfeiting the gold for that. But as I mentioned earlier, it falls in line with what Ramses did. It falls in line with what pirates in fantasy tropes do. They bury their treasure, they hoard it, and the risk of losing that gold is always present. They may not ever get their gold. Barbosa never got to to sell the gold that was with the cursed uh, treasure of Cortez. He had to actually be brought back to life and then get into uh, the Queen's uh, army or navy and then command his own ships before he finally started getting any loot hoards in there. And then that was when uh, I think Teach came in and... All that good jazz. Don't have to get into it if you've watched the movies. You probably already know. I've already spent too much time explaining that. Uh, but with these uh, commendations, it's it's really nice to be able to uh, bury something, post it up on a board, get credit for the renown and for the uh, the reputation. And I and I will say, you know, the better stuff that I've buried, the more renown that I've gotten for it. And I notice, you know, when I log back on, it tells me, hey. Someone did your stuff. You got some rep and some renown for it. Well, I don't need the reputation for anything. The last uh, the last round of letters of recommendation capped me out on Sea dogs So now I'm a level 50 C-Dog uh, for only doing half the work. And I would just like to say to all the other level 50 sea dogs thank you. I appreciate your hard work and effort to making this easy for me. And uh, I don't really care about the weapons or the commendations. That's fine. I don't want to go into uh, any, any Call of Duty TDMs. Kind of touching a little bit on the commendations uh, for the Buried Treasure stuff. There is the, the new Build Rats reputation tab has all the new commendations allowed for there. And to kind of help celebrate uh, Grog Monet, or I guess just in general, the Party Boat, I know that's a thing that's been, you know, in the community for a bit. Uh, these Buried Treasure commendations will now unlock the Party Boat cosmetics, the Midnight Blades, clothing set which is actually really cool stuff it's very uh kind of cloak and dagger rogue-esque style stuff really actually kind of like that stuff we've we finally got a uh a mask like a proper handkerchief bandana bandit mask which is under the beard category which i guess it's you know if you had a beard that's where the mask would go uh but we finally got one of those we got a bunch of cool little kind of like rogue-esque Type stuff uh, mixed in with these commendations, uh, and in true kind of build rat fashion, it says here in the patch notes that we got three new shanties: the Ballad of the Myrrh, which is it's it's beautiful; Infernal Gallop, which is the quote unquote can can dance; and the classic Row 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 Your Boat. So we finally got some more of those shanties filled out in the in the shanty wheel, and I love that. Uh, I love that this is still something that they're working on the tech to be able to play shanties with other people and have it sync up perfectly chef's kiss the streaming engineering behind all that is great and the the audio team the music team they've done an amazing job recreating all of these songs using the instruments that are in the game it's great it's amazing a bunch of new achievements came in for xbox and for steam uh, the beholder of buried treasures, I think is the, the one that everyone wants to get because it's a hundred, hundred gamer score. So really like that overall, I have to say buried treasure didn't know how I was going to feel about it going into it. Um, in practice, I love it. I think it's really great. I don't know how things are going to go in years to come. I, I don't know if people are still going to be doing these or if this is just something that happens to be special because it's the, the big thing for season five. I would love to know in like season eight or season nine or season 10 if people are still burying treasure to get renown, if that's something that they're still doing because it's, it's available to them. Or if this is just a kind of a, a one-off, fun thing that we're going to to see maybe pulled into events in the future and just kind of leave it at that we'll have to see Uh, but for right now i'm glad to see that a lot of people are enjoying it there's been a few people that definitely kind of work around the system Um, for example if you need to work on burying uh, athena treasure but you you're still very much needing the athena emissary you can dig up stuff that is tied to athena reputation And once you dig it up, you can actually bury it. And then once you bury it, it tags that item as being buried. And once you dig it back up, you can then turn it in and still earn the reputation or still earn the commendation credit for burying uh, Athena loot. So there's workarounds out there if people are looking to try and complete these commendations quickly, which I I understand, especially if you're strapped for cash or maybe you're the type of pirate that doesn't want to give away gold um we all play our different ways so i can definitely say that it's still something that people want to bury stuff that they don't want to have to deal with uh and save it for later um you know if you're if you're working on order of souls emissary and you dig up a bunch of gold hoarder stuff you can always bury that stuff it'll create a map And then if you decide later on you want to swap over to uh, Gold Hoarder and you didn't want to have all that treasure on your loot or on your on your ship, or maybe you weren't sure how long you were going to be playing, you can always, you know, dig that stuff back up under the emissary or just post the map. You can always just post the map as well and see if someone else digs it up because there's a good chance that people might because they need those commendations right now. All right, so moving through the patch notes, let's talk about gameplay improvements from the release notes. We've talked about buried treasures in length. I feel like I've covered that well enough. If uh, something weird happens and I have to talk about it later, I'll definitely bring that up. But let's talk about some of the game gameplay improvements. And these are gameplay improvements based around offering more things for people to do in the gameplay, the, the normal routine of things, as opposed to these are fixes to bugs that have come. Uh, I will say that a few bugs have been fixed in this update. Uh, latency seems a lot better. There's some interesting stuff going on with the merms. I feel like the merms are popping a little bit sooner than they usually are. Uh, so maybe that's a you know that could be a, a nice little uh, positive that that kind of came from this. But we've got fireworks we've got signal flares we've got cannon robots we've got robo docking sitting sleeping moving resources between barrels and crates and crates and crates uh rats on the ship rolling dicey moat floating treasure Empty ammo drop or enemy ammo drops, whispering, talking, improved cannon aiming, improved island navigation, wrong direction, location uh, in island enemy encounters. Those are the main bullet points that they've listed off in the patch notes. Let's work through some of these and see uh, how much we can kind of break down from them. Um, Fireworks. Uh, Fireworks are now a resource type, uh, very similar to um cursed cannonballs that you can now be uh putting into firework crates so if you've ever gotten uh any of the the cursed uh the cannonballs of the dam type stuff where you've got those phantoms uh phantom balls and and, uh, phantom fireballs and stuff uh very similar to that you can now purchase a firework crate from the merchant alliance in the resource tab uh, and use those to just kind of set off fireworks And there's over 50 different uh, designs, uh, ranges and effects. You know, the snake ones are great to fire at ships because they're just constant and they're very blinding. So love stuff like that. Um, You can hold the different can or the different fireworks in to your inventory, uh, but you do have a max of 10 and that I believe includes flares as well, which I'll get into the the fireworks are actually they're just really cool they just, they sound perfect. They, they look amazing. They've done a really good job of creating some of the different designs, whether it be like uh, the gold hoarder skull or the, the megalodon uh, or the, the, what was another one? The pigs, um, just a whole bunch of different shapes that the fireworks create. And they've got a little fuse to count down, you know, what's going to happen. So if you wanted to do uh 1812 Overture or the can can. Uh, The fireworks are a great kind of addition to just firing off cannons and stuff. It's 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 something that they added for Grog I would I would assume for uh, New Year's Eve, and I love that. I I love that they are leaning into uh, the the event and trying to craft something that is extremely unique for Sea of Thieves and giving us an opportunity. When I was uh, hard into World of Warcraft, uh, there was always New Year's Eve fireworks that would go off like uh, every 10 minutes in the different capital cities. And it was great because, you know, I would always have my guildmates there. We'd always be hanging out. And I'd always have that moment with my friends virtually where we would hang out and celebrate New Year's Eve together. And then we'd go run a dungeon or we'd go hunt down, you know, exclusive mounts, things like that. And to have that in see of Thieves is nice. It's a nice addition because it's, uh, it, it's something that kind of harkens back to the silliness of fireworks shooting off uh on the castles when you finish a level in super mario brothers you know why does it need to be there it doesn't but is it fun yeah is it pretty very very pretty and i love seeing people kind of come up with different things that they're doing i've seen a lot of really cool uh photos and stuff of of people setting off fireworks and uh, some really good videos of just the the fireworks show that they put on. And you can really kind of put on a beautiful show. Um, so besides that, let's talk about signal flares. Because I think signal flares is the thing that I think I enjoy the most out of these, these types of uh, new types of fireworks and things, like things that you can fire through your cannon. Signal flares uh, come in two different colors, red and white. The white one uh, is really good for illuminating an area when it's dark in so much that it feels like I don't know how they're working out the light source for that because it definitely feels like a very uh, direct light it doesn't feel like a, a, a global illuminated light like the the sun typically is but it definitely casts very stark shadows uh, in one certain direction so I'm not quite sure how that light source works I would love to hear some uh, some info about like how how it kind of decides what direction to, to actually fire in um, but it illuminates the areas it does affect shadow skeletons, which is really cool, especially if you're working on a FOF and you need to um, deal with a wave of shadow skeletons at night. Having flares available changes that up so much. You no longer have to sit there and grab your lantern and pull it out. I love that they're building that idea into these different tools to give us instead of just you know forcing people to have to sit there and grab your lantern and pull it out and then be able to get back to killing skeletons until a certain time. Have one person use one of the cannons that's on an outpost or on a fort I think a lot of the forts actually do have cannons outside of the normal towers some actually have ones that are on the actual outer outer fencing or inside the interior of the can of the uh the fort itself so have a couple of those on hand. If you get a shadow wave, grab one of the cannons that's on the fort, fire it off. You don't even have to go back to your ship. It's really, really awesome. And it's it's made for some really beautiful photos too. The red one has a very uh, kind of um, alluring, spooky vibe to it. It's very, it very interesting to kind of see what people can do with this. I took some really great photos on Cannon Cove the other day uh, when our ship respawned on the dock there. And the, God, the galleon on that dock at Cannon Cove looks amazing when it's set up. I kind of wish that that, that that island was actually an outpost because it, it works so well. But other than that, those are kind of the two main things that you can fire in cannons. And cannons are no longer just restricted to regular ships and islands. Now they are on rowboats. Uh, You can now get a rowboat. And thanks to the new rowboat docking feature, you can decide which orientation, which side of the ship you want the rowboat to actually dock on based on which way you row up to the ship. So if you row up to the starboard side of the ship and your cannon is pointing port, when you dock, your cannon will continue to, to point port instead of flipping it over and always pointing starboard. Maybe it was the other way around. Doesn't matter. It's fixed. The interesting thing about the cannon rowboats, a little bit of knockback on those. So if you're firing those and you're alone, just be aware whatever direction you fire is going to act like a a kind of propulsion system. So think if, if you're in zero G and you had little bursts of air, uh, like Wally with a fire extinguisher, you're going to get knocked back a little bit. So just anticipate that if you plan on firing, because there are commendations set up to uh, attack a Megalodon, a Kraken, and pl- uh, enemy player ships, as well as regular uh, enemies on an island with a cannon rowboat. So if we row up to an island, there's a bunch of ocean crawlers on it and you fire a couple cannonballs you're going to get pushed away from that island pretty quickly so just be aware of that when you go into this if you have someone with you who can kind of row you back into range or help get you stay close uh once you fire to kind of negate that pushback it's going to make a big difference Uh, it's going to be a lot lot more fun when you're out there trying to fight uh these different threats and i think i had the easiest time when i had uh, one of these cannon rowboats on a sloop i got attacked by a megalodon and i went and i just kind of hung out on the back and while i it did take a while to kill the megalodon with just the the cannon boat or cannon rowboat uh it is definitely possible so i know uh there are a couple community members out there who've already taken down uh krakens uh which if you're a solo slooper it's it's only a few hits for each of the tentacles so it's not too bad probably your best bet but good luck finding a kraken because boy howdy them things are rare the world to me, and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, pirates, let's get back to the show. Let's move into sitting and sleeping. Sitting and sleeping are now a thing. There are a couple commendations out there for you to be able to. Actually, there's there's a fair mu- fair few commendations out there for you to go find places and sit down uh this world is beautiful and we now have the ability to interact with it in a way that allows us to have a third person perspective without actually having to do an emote uh for it you can actually interact with a spot sit down there and you can either hit the y button or the r button if you've changed those the respective changed keys obviously and see your pirate in a third person or just stay in the first person mode and be able to look out into the world i've seen some really great shots i've seen some really fun shots with a bunch of people all sitting next to each other you know people that are able to get upwards of uh you know 15 people on a server they're getting all those people to sit down in one spot and make a giant line of of folks hanging out i've seen some really touching moments of a couple pirates just sitting in watching the sunrise um it's beautiful it's it's really 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 beautiful to just kind of take in the moment take in the atmosphere and kind of breathe in this world, uh, while we're not out there just constantly doing stuff. One of the best things I have to say though, the captain's chair in the galleon is finally something that you can sit in. I really, I really think that's so cool. Um, I don't think sleeping is great. I think sleeping is an interesting change to the, to the world. Um, I think the thing that needs to be tweaked with sleeping kind of goes back to what I've said in prior episodes, I think that you should be able to earn The over health or the additional health on the little wheel next to your health, that's like that reserve HP that fills up if you're out of combat and you're damaged or you're below 100%. I think you need to be able to earn that. So if you know you're going to be doing something and you want to get that, but you don't have any cooked meat, maybe you're a vegetarian or a vegan and you don't want to cook meat in the game very plausible. There's no really good way to earn that over, uh, that overfed feature. I think sleeping would take care of that. If you sleep, you regain your health. When you regain your health to full, it starts ticking over into that, uh, that, that kind of, um, extra bonus health. I don't even know what we call it. What do we even call that? What is your guys' name for the health? I just call it overshield typically. I guess there's not really much else to say about that. Go out, hang out, sleep somewhere, uh, hang out, sitting somewhere. Um, get that commendation to sleep in another cruise uh, bed the next thing I want to jump into is um, let's go with moving resources Uh, this is something that is a huge quality of life change this is something that really really changes just how much time you have to spend on an island this is a feature that has been brought up and talked about by numerous people we've all asked for it they finally figured out the tech needed to implement it so that you can quickly get resources from one barrel to another barrel or from one one crate to another crate it's beautiful it's it's amazing it works exactly how you would imagine it to uh you you walk up to it you have the ability to store everything or take out everything if you want to nitpick what you grab you can do that afterwards but if you just want to grab everything it systematically transfers every item one by one to and from their resource respective crate or barrel. And I like that because if I, at the end of the night, if I've got a bunch of wood crates and cannonball crates and food crates, but I don't wanna have to move 50 bananas from one crate to another, I don't have to do it five by five anymore. I don't, and I love that. It's so nice. I could just grab the, the storage crate and shove it at the crate for the food and say store. And it takes all the stupid bananas and it puts all the stupid bananas in the food crate. And then I hand the food crate to the merchant alliance and they look at me like, thank you for giving me this food crate because it was otherwise just going to be left empty because nobody likes transferring 50 bananas. It's great. It's such a good change. It really, it really changes the dynamic of what happens. When you sail up to a barrels of plenty and you drop anchor or you you come to a very, very clean stop because you're a master sailor and you know exactly how, how soon you need to raise up your sails. Uh, or like me, you just harpoon what you can while you're sailing by and don't care about the rest. You can quickly harpoon a a barrel from the barrels of plenty. Have someone with your storage crate right there. Take everything out of it. Tell them to drop it. Grab the next one. Take everything out of it. Drop it. Grab the next one. Take everything out of it. Drop it. Grab the next one. Take everything out of it. It's amazing. It's so quick. Getting resources is, is like everyone was getting on me about being able to buy resource crates and how it was going to destroy the game because pvp was going to be impossible to deal with because people could just go buy cannonballs and planks and food and it didn't it didn't destroy the game just like this was something that was never going to destroy the game it was only going to improve the quality of your life that you spend moving stuff from barrels to crates The backpack was was ingenious to begin with, and it was just the first step. Now we're at step two. Now we're going to look forward into the future and think, well, now if we have crates that can be filled up quickly and we have storage crates that can be uh, storing everything or taking everything from the barrels on an outpost, now we just have to figure out what the what. You know, what's the next step after that? Do we need anything after that? Are we set? Are we good? Or do we have ways that we can kind of improve the system, have it start sorting stuff? dynamically based on cannonballs to blunder bombs and fire bombs to chain shots to you know so when you're grabbing stuff you're not grabbing stuff out of a weird order or maybe we need now we can have this inventory system move to the next step where when we go to the storage crate or we go to the fruit barrel or the uh, food crate and we want to grab something it automatically grabs the best healing item first and it automatically dynamically changes the order of each of those so even if you just don't need it to grab the best thing it will grab it will order everything in the barrel or everything in the crate like these are the small things these are the little things the the things that kind of make your sailing experience easier so you can have fun you can go out and have fun in the game it's so great it's so much fun to just be able to walk up to a barrel with a crate and say, please, sir can I have some more? And the barrel's like, well, little boy, yes, you can. Here you go. Take all that I have and more. In fact, take everything from that barrel too. He doesn't mind. And I say, thank you. Thank you, Rare, for doing that because it's so great. Just like rats on the ship. Rats on the ship are now in the game. They were in the E3 trailer back in the day. And I, and I stupidly told Mike Chapman when Merfolk and ocean crawlers were brought to the game that we had hit the epitome of the original E3 trailer that came out that had uh, the 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 kind of fly through of the different parts from going from ship to ship to ship and seeing the battle and seeing like, you know, uh, uh, trouble the cat and uh, chasing rats on the ship and diving into the water and, and going past all the sirens into the shipwreck and getting eaten by a shark and then attacked by a kraken. That E3 trailer is now complete. Because we have rats on the ship. And when your ship begins to fill with water, guess what? Those rats are going up. They're going up to the higher water or the higher level away from the water. And that's a good indication. Like, hey, if you didn't notice, you didn't hear the creaking, you didn't know that you'd you'd run into something or the chest is uh, uh the, the crying baby is going off. The rats are a secondary thing that one brings life to the game. Something that Mike Chapman talked about last episode. Bringing life to the game, making the world feel more alive, whether it be through traps that are on Thief's Haven that sneak up on you because you didn't know that 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 now that cave system now had a trap and you walked backwards into getting hit and the skeleton didn't trigger it or just rats on the boat. All of these things are just little things. Just little ways to kind of start sanding some of the rough edges off of this game. When you've got when you've got a game that started out so rough and you knew what you were working with, you had a really good piece of lumber and you knew you were gonna sand it down to something really beautiful you're going to make that that wooden horse and as you kind of slowly whittled away at it you finally get it to the point where it's in a pretty good shape it could be done but you know you could do better you know that there's little things here and there that you could add that would just just kind of tweak it just enough to really kind of add some some real beautiful if you've ever watched people draw art and they post their images of stuff they did like five years ago and then the same image but redone five years later. You can see that difference. That's what this update is doing for Sea of Thieves. We've had the ability to play this game for years and it's been great. Now we're just adding little things to kind of add just a little bit of style, a little bit of style to this. And I love it. We also have floating, and and, and this kind of goes back to bringing life to the game. Ways to inform players that isn't a marker on something. So often in, in open world games, you, you run into the situation where you got to go somewhere, you're looking for a thing, it's a marker on the map, and there's a giant beacon poking out of the world, being like, hey, look at me! I'm over here! Did you know? You can come get me now! With Sea of Thieves, everything is immersive. It tells you what's there in a way that feels natural to the game. And with Floating Treasure, we got one more change that brought in seagulls that were originally brought in for the uh, skeleton ships. That made sense, in a way. For me, you know, it was just a good way to mark what was originally for the barrels of plenty floating out in the water to tell you where the loot was for uh, skeleton ships. And we thought, why hasn't this become something for the Kraken and the Megalodon? It would make sense. There's a dead animal in the water. Seagulls are scavengers. They're going to want to go to it because they want food. And what better way to show the loot from that with the seagulls? So now we've got seagulls circling the floating treasure, marking the location of where Megalodons and Krakens are defeated. And it's great. It's such a good change. It's a little thing, but it's a good change. Let's move into a couple things that I I don't think are great, but I'm fine with. Uh, Whispering and talking. Whispering and talking are now options for you. Um, whispering comes with the speaking trumpet. Originally, the speaking trumpet allowed you to speak to people at a further distance using the in-game voice chat. Works great. Does does a, exactly what it needs to do. And we've always we've always I've always kind of wondered personally. If there was a way we could have a secondary action for that. And the secondary action I've always wanted for that, which sadly won't be the case, was being able to hear people from far away. You know, similar to, um, gosh, I don't even know what the reference is. I don't even know what the reference is real. But back in the day, they had movies and TV and stuff, and they showed people having a giant horn especially in cartoons, where they would put the horn up to their ear to see if they could hear something from far away. If people had uh, um, hearing impairments or, or loss of hearing, but they still had some kind of hearing, they would put the little little tube up to their ear to try and hear something better, you know, see if they could capture that sound and focus it into one point in their ear. And I always thought that would be a perfect way for the speaking trumpet to become the listening trumpet and be able to hear what people are saying from far away. Well, they kind of went a, a different route. So. Instead of speaking normally and having people close by being able to hear you or speaking to people from far away, now you're speaking to people very close by. And I, and I 100% agree with the implementation because logically it makes sense. It is a speaking trumpet, not a listening, 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 sounds like listening. That word's getting stuck in my head now. Listening List. I'm going to let it go. Uh, instead of a trumpet that allows you to hear things from from farther away. Um, and, and it's great. It's cool. I, I like that they added this. It's not something I don't know how much use this is going to get because I don't know how many people are going to become aware of it. And I don't know how many people still use in-game voice uh, actively to discuss things with people on their crew within earshot of another crew. So I don't know how this is going to work, but unfortunately at the moment, it's broke Um, in in a sense that it, it not that it doesn't work, but that if you are using speech to text as an accessibility option, if people are whispering to each other, you can still hear what they're saying as it shows up from the speech to text. Like speech to text still recognizes the distance. And regardless, if you're using the whispering feature, it will still tell you exactly what they're saying. So if you're worried about someone using it and they're going to be uh, trying to betray you and you're not quite sure what they're saying because you can't hear them, speech to text completely negates that feature as I hit my microphone boom arm and you have that reverberation come right into your ears. And then there's talking. Um, talking's a weird one because I, I I see why they did it. And I understand the, the, the desire to try and build that immersion because it's exactly what it needs. You need to have the immersion in the game. So if someone is talking to you, you want them to not be flapping their gums in a weird way that doesn't correlate with what's actually coming out of your face. Because when I'm talking to you, you can't see my lips flapping but they are but in game you'll be able to see my lips flapping when i talk to you and it may be accurate it may not be accurate but it's going to be better than just general gum movement especially for a lot of pirates now i think it'd be really funny if when you did speak to people if you didn't have any teeth in your pirate because there's definitely some pirates that don't got no teeth it was kind of mumbled like they didn't really have all the tools necessary to be able to form the sentences that they wanted something like that i think would be really funny Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad that they did this because again, it goes back to the idea of building in the immersion, living the fantasy life in a pirate's life. It's exactly the desire that the team is going for right now. I understand that. And I welcome these changes, even if I may not use them or see the implementation properly in game. So... The last thing that I wanted to uh, touch on, um, I think, which is really kind of, well, actually two things. Before I dive into the season cosmetics, because I do want to talk about that a little bit, uh, I did want to talk about the improved cannon aiming. Um, you can zoom when you're in, when you're on a cannon, and I forget about this because it's not something I'm ever used to doing. So I have to beat into my head as I actually beat into my head. You can use the secondary action button when you're firing a cannon to zoom in on your target. This has to become practiced. You have to get into the habit of zooming in. For those of you that are doing it, kudos. Because boy, howdy, I forget every single time I look at a cannon, I grab it and I aim and I know the distance and I can gauge it pretty pretty clearly um but i would really love to understand how how the zoom affects that if it helps if it doesn't help i would love to be able to see that i would also like to know if this is going to hinder because of fluted cannons fluted cannons are a bane to the cosmetics out there a lot of people think that some of the cosmetics that they have out there are great so many people constantly begging for them obsidian uh cannons and capstans and such probably more the cap stand than anything uh, thank you to the, uh, the the person that gave that that code to me. Thank you very much. You know who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but zooming in on cannons, really great feature. I haven't used it enough because I I genuinely just forget that it's even a thing. Uh, so I'll have to get used to that. Then I wanted to talk about ammo uh, drops. Enemy ammo drops. Skeletons and phantoms now have a chance to drop ammo pouches upon defeat restocking all of your weapons a pirate has uh, equipped and improving the flow of combat against island-based threats. I thought this was going to be broke. I thought this was going to be so terrible for dealing with people that are using double guns on islands. And then I remembered one silly thing that I should have I should have thought about this when I when I was reading through the notes before I actually got to play around with it. And that you have to be doing PvE to be able to get these things to drop. And I will say that you don't have to kill a skeleton or a phantom that is currently using a gun to get these. The these have a chance to drop off of any of these creatures. It doesn't matter if they have a gun or not. You can be fighting empty-handed sword skellies and still have the potential for the ammo pouch to drop now maybe if you killed one while it was say eating a banana it would be cool if it dropped a banana because i think that would help and uh uh, help the flow of combat against island-based threats but again we're talking steps this is the first step Actually, no, this isn't even the first step. God, i got to stop hitting my microphone. I'm so sorry. Uh, The first step was dropping the gold pouches, enriching the skeleton captains on islands that were emergent, Um, giving you more than just the skull, giving you the voyage, and then giving you the gold pouches, and then giving you the voyage that was for the immediate island that they were killed on, and then giving us the ammo pouches, giving us a reason to... Feel like you can run in there with an eye of reach and a blunderbuss or a blunderbuss and a flintlock or a flintlock and an eye of reach and not feel inhibited by not having enough ammo. In fact, ammo has always been a a big balance question and discussion with Sea of Thieves because you only get five bullets per weapon. And before the game even came out, you had access to every single weapon. You could have, you know, you had your sword, you had your eye of reach, you had your blunderbuss, you had your flintlock. 15 shots total plus your sword back when the game was in beta, open beta. I'm not, I'm not spilling any beans there. It was open beta and boy, howdy did that trivialize doing skeletons back in the day? Because that's, that, that didn't come in till, till pretty late in the beta phase. Like we were like weeks, weeks before launch, we got access to order of souls and uh, we could work on skeletons and man, having, having all four weapons and all that stuff did not, did not seem to be an issue for dealing with skeletons. But but that was also before we had Athena skeletons as well too. So they're all pretty easy. But I'm glad that these ammo drops are available for PvE encounters. Um, I wish that the glimmer that they had was different than say like a silver cup. But it's really hard to complain about how the glimmer hue of, of a thing on an Island. Cause every once in a while, you know, you'll kill a bunch of skeletons. They'll drop a bunch of pouches. You don't need it. So you leave it. And as you're leaving, you look at the Island one more time and you see a whole bunch of little glimmery shimmers on the Island beach. And you're like, Oh, did we forget something? And then you go over there and it's like, Oh no, it's just ammo pouches. Never mind. So that's, that's the only problem, but I do, I do really like this. I think it helps out a lot. It's a real, it's, I'll, I will say it's a real pain in the butt when you have repeating uh, ocean crawler waves coming up on the some some of the smaller islands, and that's the other thing that I wanted to get into. That was that was one of the things that I wanted to to touch on is um, island enemy encounters. While exploring islands, crews who encounter and vanquish ocean crawlers should now enjoy a much longer respite period before encountering encountering them again on the same island? Question mark because it doesn't feel like that's happening it feels like that's that's not exactly happening it feels like things are still just as crazy as they are normally because if it's not ocean crawlers then it's phantoms and if it's not phantoms then it's skeletons and if it's not skeletons then it's people and if it's not people it's probably yourself you're probably setting yourself on fire trying to bury yourself something to do with that but that's that's essentially what's going on i don't really see too much in the way of of that changing but those are the main things. Um, Island improved Island navigation, uh, pirates have been busy around these Haven, uh, crews will find crumbling mechanisms replaced with new working versions, allowing easier traversal of the Island, but keep watchful eye out for booby traps. Uh, I, I ran into, uh, the, the, the previously mentioned booby traps on Thieves Haven. Um, one that I didn't expect one that I did expect. And, uh, those are, those are cool. I like them. I like the fact that those things are coming. Um, I got to use the elevator uh the on, on Thieves Haven. And, uh, I tell you what, man, that, that's a, that was a good change that right there, that internal elevator on the inside of Thieves Haven on the, on the side where it's a real pain in the butt to get up to that top area. But that top area is a great place for where you have little drop-offs for, uh, the, the little bridge to drop stuff down on. Boy, I like that elevator. Now I tell you, I'll, I'll I'm going to be using that if I ever need to get up there. Cause it's a lot quicker than, uh, running up that ladder up the, up the actual ship. Um, next thing. Uh, Something feels different about Plunder Valley. New ladders have been placed around the island to aid players in reaching those high cliffs more easily. This is very akin to the Shores of Gold. After Shores of Gold came out, there was a quick update shortly afterwards, which uh, added a ladder to the back of the of the coin room. I can't think of what the, what it is, but when you're out there trying to get the different medallions, the medallion room, there's a little ladder on the back of that guy that that was like a, a great way to get to that medallion room after you picked up the last medallion from the north uh, kind of vault. And boy, did that 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 ladder was a lifesaver. So I'm glad that they're doing this with Plunder Valley. Um, I'm glad that they that we're getting new ladders on Krakens Fall. We're also getting some new stuff over on Old Faithful. These are all things that are great that people may not think about. But hopefully, if you notice, you put a little, you know, you you dog ear the page on that little note in your head that says, "Hey, remember this next time you come here. If you got to go somewhere, there's new ways to get up to these places. It's not as not as tedious as you need to." The one thing that I did notice: uh, improved island navigation. Um, the only thing that I haven't seen in here that would really help out is they still haven't removed crooked masts. Um, crooked masts is still in the game. Very strange. Not quite sure why feels like a bug feels like something I'll have to report again. Still waiting for that to get removed. Um, get a different Island in there, change it up something. So maybe we need to take down those masts, fire enough, uh, chain shot at those guys, knock those guys out. So, but other than that, Some of the bigger islands getting some much due uh, refurbishment, especially in lieu of the changes that came with Shores of Gold. It's been two years, two-ish, a little more than two years, I don't know, time uh, since an anniversary update. I guess it's almost been two years. Yeah, almost two years. And uh, we still haven't had any changes to those islands. So I appreciate this. I think it's... Hi. Hi, Motion sensor. What's up, baby? I left the door creaked open mama's not home so the cats have to be able to come in and out of my room while i'm recording because i don't want to leave them out there doing their thing out, who knows what they're doing out there they're opening doors to cabinets when i'm not out there so it's better that they open this door and come in and say hi so hopefully you guys heard that i don't know if you guys heard that oh she's gonna jump up on this table oh my god this is gonna be loud nope maybe she's not anyway I'll, i might have to edit this out if you don't hear anything i just edited it out otherwise it'll be in here <laughs> all right last thing in the patch notes i'm going to cover this episode um it we're we're running I, i knew it was going to be a long episode i didn't want to crash too deep into the the post one hour time frame uh so i'm going to leave season five and my thoughts on uh progression rewards cosmetics uh plunder pass all that jazz. I'm gonna save that for next episode because I got something to I, I need something to talk about next episode. Um, the last thing that I wanted to jump into is the thing that is the pertinent one, which is the festival of giving. Uh December 13th through December 27th. So two days after Christmas. Uh December 13th through December 27th. Kick off the festival of giving in style the tradition of plundered presents is back. Grab a free event flag. From Lorena and head out on the seas to spread gifts far and wide. Sharing treasure with others will earn seasonal progress and progress towards the festival wreath of winter bucket, makeup, and tattoo set. For those looking for some festival spices on the seas, Lorena has brought back the Powder and Arms Voyages Directing crews to different regions of the seas to recover buried stashes of armaments. Pirate legends can pick up a special voyage too. As is customary at this time of year... Lorena is also offering special gilded voyages. A new purchase experience helps to ensure that players select their preferred gilded voyage. As remember, you only get one. Unless you're a certain pirate and have multiple accounts and keep deleting the pirate and grabbing the voyage and then putting it down for everyone else. Definitely not something that ever happened. But that is something that is coming starting by the time you're hearing this. Because it is already the 12th as the time of recording. Tomorrow is the 13th where it kicks off. So... You've got three different options. you got your Gilded Voyage, which I would generally hold on to because now's the time for those pirates to be out there sinking ships to get these Gilded Voyages. Good time to go hunting as opposed to uh, digging up this stuff. And you can go do the Powder and Arms Voyages. Um, Always fun to go dig up a bunch of kegs and uh, use them for stuff, turn them in, things like that. And uh, Plundered Presence is back. So let's dig into a little bit of what it's going to be like to actually work on this. All right, so, loaded into Maiden Voyage, sitting here with Ramses, having a nice conversation as we take a look at the event Festival of the Giving. Right now looking at the rewards, they are currently all still locked for me, but having five of the, uh, I believe this is items turned in by other crews will earn you the Wreath of Winter Tattoo Set which is basically a bunch of holly tattooed on your back. It actually looks really good. Uh, You'll also earn the wreath of winter. I really don't like this naming now that I and I'm trying to say it. Uh, makeup, which is more just kind of eye makeup for your pirate, uh, when you have ten items turned in, and then you have the <laughs> the wreath of winter bucket, which I actually really kind of dig it because it's it's just a wood bucket, but the rope it lo- is is kind of colored like a candy cane, the red and white striped candy cane, and uh, the the top of the bucket has uh, or the just the bucket itself is painted to have little bells, little green green and yellow areas marks or little triangles kind of it looks like an ugly sweater. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it looks like an ugly sweater bucket and I actually really I think it's really great. Uh, and then if you get 50 items turned in by another crew, you'll be able to get the glorious gift giver title. I like that the uh, that the highest reward is the title. It really gives people a sense of, you know, if you can't get everything, at least you get the cosmetics um, first. And I, and I really do appreciate that. It, it makes a big difference in how much fun you have with these, these different things. So uh, starting again, December 13th, by the time you're hearing this, to December 27th, how to take part. Earn rewards during the Festival of Giving by having other crews turn in your valuable items. Also, every single day, each day, up to five of your valuable items will earn you bonus gold if handed in by another crew. So this works out really well. You go... You bury a bunch of stuff. You put up a, a voyage for it, or you drop the maps on the island. They pick it up. They go dig up your stuff, and they turn it in. And everyone wins. They get the gold. You get bonus gold, even though you didn't you didn't get any gold from turning stuff in. But you get bonus gold because they turned it in for you. It's kind of like a weird a weird piratey alliance where no one had to alliance. Isn't that weird? I feel like that's weird. But yeah, five of your valuable items every single day. Between December thirteenth through December twenty-seventh is going to earn you additional bonus gold if handed in by another crew. Now the grog money stuff doesn't kick off until the twenty-seventh, but essentially uh, there's a few different ways that you can go about this. I'll probably probably cover that better next, uh, or no, probably later towards the end of the month. I'll actually have to cover that when we get a better idea of what is all going to. Uh, come with that because right now it just kind of says staggering success drink three tankards of grog then dig up treasure uh, chests while you're still sick keeping the grog flowing to succeed dropping the ball drink three tankards of grog then hit an enemy ship with cannonballs while you're still sick Keep the grog flowing uh, to to uh, to succeed. Uh, drowning your sorrows. Drink three tankards of grog. You kind of get it with the grog, so I'm not going to say it every time. Uh, defeat ocean crawlers while uh, drunk. Um, you have to defeat skeletons with firebombs when drunk. You have to uh, capture chickens, pigs, and snakes while drunk. You have to defeat sharks while drunk. So... Grogmane, which is the play on the Hogmanay, uh, which I can't remember. I talked about it in one of the previous, previous uh, episodes um, come this time last year or the year before when they first did the the Grogmane, and I had to go and actually look, look it up. Uh, I had people correct me, I think, at times. But the rewards for this, again uh taking part in each of those um in and filling those up because i'm assuming when you go to actually uh kill skeletons while you're drunk you're gonna have to kill a certain number of skeletons and then once you complete killing all of those skeletons you'll then mark that portion of the event off each one of those different events uh the digging up chests which is one uh firing on another ship uh, defeating ocean crawlers, uh, killing skeletons with fire bombs, capturing snakes and pigs, and uh, defeating sharks. Each of those adds up to six total sub events. When you get one, you get the Build Rat celebration tattoo, which has like two two tankards uh, clinking together, full of grog, with a nice ribbon on the back and some arm arm work done uh, for the tattoo. Then on two of those being done, you get the celebration uh, makeup, which is really just uh, like some—I uh, can, I can't even describe it. I'll, it's yellow uh, makeup for your face, your lips, and underneath your eye. I can't quite make up make out what is going on there, but I wanna—I wanna say it's a tankard. And then the fourth one, you get the Grog Grogmane Annual Tankard, which is a gold tankard. It looks good it actually looks really good i i'm really curious to see if this is something that's really shiny or not and then when you complete all six you get the celebration celebrity title so i like these they're starting on the 27th they're going until the 11th of january wow i had to think about those words for a minute so 27th of december to the 11th of January is when Monet is going to go. So from now until the 27th, you've got Festival of Giving. Go dig up a bunch of bombs, bomb a bunch of people, uh, put bombs on their ship and have them turn them in. And you get extra bonus gold for that. Probably a lot better than what the bombs actually cost. Unless you just like seeing things explode. Can't really say I blame you on that one. And then, of course, Monet, Starting on the 27th, going to the 11th of January a great way to celebrate the New Year's, especially now that we have fireworks. Being sick during all of it makes total sense. Get drunk. Have fun in-game. Get drunk in real life, maybe. Have fun at home. Don't go driving. Also wear a mask. Get your booster stop, shot. All that fun stuff. Anyway, thank you, Ramsey, for letting me drop by into the Main's voyage while I talk about these different events for you pirates out there. And I think that's going to do it for now. Um, again, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about the, uh, the cosmetics. Uh, seasonal progress, all that good jazz next episode, uh, next episode I'm going to be, or actually next weekend, uh, we're going to be having the watch party. I think it's uh, uh, the Christmas vacation, national lampoons, Christmas vacation, and, or uh, probably die hard. I think are the two options right now that people can vote on in the discord. Uh, That's going to be on Saturday and then right after the watch party, we're going to be filming the or not filming. We're going to be recording the Gold Hoarder episode for the end of the year. That'll come out on the 27th uh, for the start of Grogmanae. Um, So we'll probably be talking about their feelings, thoughts on, the, on the, the season so far, what they've noticed, things that they want to have changed. Maybe they're coming to some ideas about the events, what they think of them. I'd love to hear their thoughts, especially now that they've had some time to play around with season five and then I'll be having the rest of the patch notes as far as like the cosmetics, uh, all that jazz is going to be next week's episode. So you kind of have an idea what's going on in my head and what we're planning on doing for the rest of the month. Um, pirates, I think that's going to do it. So Uh, If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email me at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That's the show's uh, email address. You can also uh, share the podcast with other people. If you want, that helps out bridge some of that discoverability. Plenty of new pirates coming out all the time. Not all of them get a chance to play every day. But they still want to have that that information that immersion into the world some someone talking about the game that they're loving right now with you so those are all the ways you can reach me Uh, head over to the discord if you want to join in the conversation if you want to jump in with some uh, people that are sailing around Uh, there's been a lot of discussion lately going on with um halo with uh, some of the different games that are coming out i'm super stoked for destiny 2's witch queen expansion uh i've been really really happy to see like what the latest 30th anniversary event brought with it it brought with uh destiny a dungeon that is literally themed for the goonies there's booby traps there's skull rocks there's treasure hordes there's one eye willy it's all there it's it's in the 30th anniversary plus they have a whole bunch of uh weapons that uh, harken back to halo So if you're deep into uh, Halo campaign right now, you're going through, you're getting all your skulls, you're finding all your cosmetics, you're figuring out what's going on with the pilot and all that. Great, have fun, awesome. Don't forget about the ledgers. Don't forget about the emissary. Don't forget about Sea of Thieves and Pirates. With that, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters and story of cyberpunk available on itunes spotify google play and anywhere else you get your podcasts